Hello friend, I created this podcast because I want to serve busy souls like you, looking to up level and live your best life. I chose 9 minutes because everyone has 9 minutes and the number 9 signifies serving humanity, good karma and providing a positive example. In this podcast, I connect you with some of the most influential and successful people in the world who are excited to share their number one advice or success tip with you to help you live your best life. Hello everyone. Thank you so much for joining my podcast. Today I'm doing this episode from um, Montana, uh, Bozeman, Montana, and I ran into a great Soul, her name is Nancy Tanner. She is um, the chapter leader for the Western A Prize Foundation in um, Bozeman, Montana. So she was my guide, my resources, where to go, what to do. Uh, Nancy is amazing. I went to her farm. I played with the girls, uh, saw the ducks, and saw her biodynamic garden Nancy literally gardened everything and Nancy gave us some vegetables. It literally tastes like candy. Nancy is uh, Nancy works on nutrition, farming, but what's Nancy really specialized in working with dogs? Nancy specialized in puppy training, adult, adolescent development since 2003. She's an expert and she's an incredible writer. I literally couldn't stop reading her award-winning writing material on her um, website. It's very addictive. It's so nicely written. Nancy, we had dinner um, Saturday night, and Nancy had some amazing stories to share about the, the relationship of human beings and dogs. And Nancy was telling me a story uh, about how she could really see uh, the human's health in the dog or dog's health in the human. And she was just saying a story about Native Americans, how she could really see the Native American people's health in their own dogs. And as soon as she said that, I'm like, oh my God, Nancy, we got to do this on a podcast and let's spread our, move our chair, let's get comfortable, speak more. And she had me at uh, uh. So, Nancy, that was a long introduction. Welcome, and thank you so much for sharing this story with us. Oh, for sure. So, it's it's been super wonderful meeting you as well. So, I think um, the sentiments are mutual. Thank you, Nancy. So, can you just give us a little nugget of the story for my audience about that you share about the Native Americans and their dog? Sure. So when I first started working with dogs, it was in the mid 1980s. And I was working with professional handlers doing canine avalanche search and rescue. And so it was a paid job with paid professionals and uh, dogs that were really selected for the job. And then um, as it got closer to the late 1990s, early 2000s, I started to get into competition dog training and working with competition dog handlers, which then evolved into working with family pet owners. Um, and those three different levels are um, actually quite, quite different as far as the outlook and 
um, how people interact with their dogs and, and what they're looking for from their dogs. So when I started working with family pet owners, I started to go to a lot of conferences to understand that dynamic a little bit better. And um, there was a veterinarian at one of our conferences who was talking about how um, ancient native communities always had dogs in and amongst their villages, whether they were nomadic or stationary. And the dogs were used to basically clean up the environment so predators weren't attracted to come in. They were also used functionally utilitarian to carry materials, travois, those, uh, it kind of looks like little primitive sledges that they would pull. And so they were also used as well for um, traveling quite a bit, actually. And he was talking about some literature and some information that he had been going over that in some of the ancient native um, uh, tribes or communities that the dog was also looked at as how are we doing? And if the dogs were healthy, the tribe it was also in good health as well. But when they started to see disease or behavioral changes in the dog community that lived in and amongst them, they knew that something had entered the tribe as well. And they would start to look at each other, the, the tribe's health, and it, it, it was reciprocal. And I found that really, really fascinating. And it kind of stuck with me for a while. And so when I work with family pet owners, a lot of the times I, I, we have a farm and a one acre training area. So it allows me to really be a good observer of both human and canine. And when they exit the car, I always look for how the dog is using my space physically, but also socially and uh, how the dog's movement is. Is it circular? Is it angular? Um, is there correct mobility? And then I also look for how the dog's using the senses. So olfactory is scent, auditory, hearing, visual, sight, and then kinesthetic touch, whether touch with the ground or objects or touch from humans. And it gives me a really good initial um, picture of how the dog is. And I have a lot of really, I love dogs, but I have a lot of really gorgeous dog clients that come in that on first sight, it's really easy to say this dog is super gorgeous. But when I start observing the dog, it's, it's really obvious to me when a dog is unwell on a foundation level. And then I go through a series of questions, you know, um, how has everything been? What is your dog eating? Um, how is your dog um, doing exercise wise, mental and physical, how is your dog sleep? Is your dog getting enough sleep? And I go through kind of, a, a just a long list of questions where one question leads to an answer that gives me prompts me for another question. And it's kind of like putting pieces of the puzzle together. And, um, probably within the first 15 minutes, what I had detected as maybe something off or unwell on a foundation level um, is answered through just the series of questions. 
And then it gives me a starting point. So while they may have come to me for basic behaviors or reactivity or a better recall so they can be off leash on trails, our starting point is actually slightly different because if a dog is unwell, they will act unwell. And so health drives behavior. And so the health part needs to be taken care of first. And then just with the relationship with the handler and the dog, it also doesn't take very long to find out that the handler may have almost a very similar problem, if not the exact same problem. And um, there's, it, it's, it's so straight across the board. And over the years, I've talked to several um, older veterinarians, like veterinarians who started their careers back in the 1970s. Most of them came from ranches, got into veterinary care so they could actually uh, be of assistance to their family's ranch and to their neighbor's ranches. And those veterinarians will say the exact same thing, that if someone walks into their clinic with a dog who's got possibly hypothyroid, it, it doesn't take very long to find out that the owner also has thyroid issues. And it's very reciprocal. So the, the dog is a mirror for the human health. But we have to remember that humans are choosing everything for their dog as well, right? And so we may consciously or unconsciously be making choices for our dog because of our health circumstances as well. And so it's really a mirror. And if we see each other that way, um, and what I see with my clients, once we start getting on the right trajectory of working together, um, that everything can kind of flush out and come to a place of wellness once there's understanding. Does that make sense? Nancy, it makes 100% sense. The dog is a mirror to the human health. It's So I have one of my old co-workers uh, constantly complain, not complain. He talked about how the dog is not sleeping, how the dog is not sleeping. So I kind of like, okay, you know, whatever. Let's, you know, talk about CBD, whatnot. Then like a week later, he told me how he's not been sleeping for months and months. And now you are telling that to me now. It all makes sense. Yeah, so for sure. So it's kind of the same thing in the human world, if not exactly the same. When we see a symptom, because of our culture, we've been taught how to throw something at the symptom instead of finding the root cause. And oftentimes, like say, for example, no sleeping, which isn't very, it's not uncommon, especially with electronics on at night and the blue light and changing our sleeping patterns. That's not uncommon in today's world with all the electronics. Um, it's easy to throw a sleep aid at the symptom of no sleep, but you really have to backtrack. You have to back chain quite a bit and say, what are you eating? And when are you eating it? And how late are you eating? And maybe there's stimulants in the diet, like caffeine or sugar or heavy starches, or maybe too heavy of food. Um, where, where are the places that you sleep? Are they comfortable? Is the temperature correct? What is the noise like? Um, and then you go to, and during the day, even back chain further, what was your mental exercise and what was your physical exercise? And when did you take time to relax? And so all of those needs, it's, it's almost like 
you can't put five minutes into good health. Good health is something you have to work on 24 seven, 365. It, it takes a lot of effort, but the more you focus on good, excuse me, the more you focus on good health, the more everything lines up and stacks into everyone's favor. And it's the exact same thing with dogs. If a dog got no mental exercise, no physical exercise during the day or very limited, they're on a heavy grain, starch and sugar diet. They're not getting really good social or emotional attention. Um, and they may be kept on more than off their sleep isn't going to be good and it's not going to be restorative. And then behavior starts to deteriorate with time because of those choices. So it's all related. It's all, it's all the whole. Nancy, I could listen to you. It's hours and hours. I know we are over time. Um, I read something in one of your award-winning articles that I want you to like really drop a gold nugget, man. Maybe we could uh, say what article that was. You talked about the little dogs getting bullied in the parks and you compared that to a mom sending their kid to play with the bullies. Um, You just talked about social, emotional and behavioral. Nancy, can you just quickly talk about that and maybe we could refer back to the article and just wrap wrap it up from here, please? For sure. Choices are super important. So... Canines learn from other canines. They're fluent in each other's body language and social norms. We in the canine world have a horrible accent unless we decide to become professional observers. And oftentimes what we do is we say, I have a dog, I'm going to take him to the dog park. And we do a huge gamble that everything's going to work out well. And it's kind of like a mom with a child going to a playground and seeing kids at the playground smoking crack and doing drugs and saying, hey, I think these look like great friends. Let's go check it out. You know, we most certainly in the human world, hopefully, wouldn't do that to our children. And we need to really stop doing that with our dogs, you know, because they're going to learn and mimic from every other dog they're around. So we just have to make better choices with that. It falls into health, you know, that social and emotional health And your dog has to trust the choices you're making for them. And if you keep making bad choices, they're going to stop trusting you. And that's going to hurt the foundation relationship. Nancy, um, you have so much free content, so much free information on paws and people. Um, How can people contact you, work with you and learn more about you? You can go to my website, pauseandpeople.com. I have everything on there. I have links to my blog articles, um, links to my videos. The agreement I made with myself um, almost 21 years ago was that the information I put out there was for anybody. So we have 850 or a little bit over that free videos, over 600 free articles. And I keep those out there for people who are looking for something to learn or to be inspired or to enhance the relationship with their dog. And so that's always available to everyone all the time. And then if you want to work with me directly, there's a contact link on there and you can just contact me. 
Nancy, not only there are so much, over 800 articles and videos, they're free, but they're award-winning. Nancy, I usually do uh, a takeaway for the podcast, uh, what I took away, but I really want you to share um, something that you mentioned before we get on the podcast. And you just kind of talked about all mammals are the same and how we treat them and how we treat each other is the same. Can you kind of summarize then as, as the takeaway for this podcast, please? Yeah, the boiling it down, all relationships are normal. Whether you're forming a relationship with another human, a horse, a dolphin, a cat, or a dog, when you meet another living being, it is an agreement and you're starting a relationship. And just like all relationships, they come with the good and the bad and everything in between and you work on them together. And so meeting a dog isn't to me meeting a dog, it's meeting another living being. And we start our relationship together. And I think if more people looked at relationships as being normal, no matter the species, um, I think there'd be a lot less conflict actually. Nancy, this is uh, uh, such an amazing podcast. I just want to give a shout out to my my family dog. It's actually my brother's dog, Finn. We love Finn. Finn, we're giving you an official shout out on the podcast. Uh, Nancy, so grateful, so grateful to read your stuff and so grateful that you had us over to your farm to see your animal and to meet you in person. Thank you so much for your kindness and uh, generosity. Thank you. This has been nice. Thank you so much for listening to this entire podcast. If you are the kind of person who loves to help others and you found value in this podcast, please do share with your friends and your family. I know if you found value, they will too. I believe we should always strive to be the best version of us. Let's pay it forward and help more people. If you would please leave a great review on iTunes or the podcast platform you are listening, I'd be grateful. That will enable me to reach more people to serve, people who are looking for their next level of success in life. Together, we can transform the world. If you have any questions or suggestions, please reach out to me at podcast at naveenhealth.com and through my social media.